Hey, thanks for checking out the podcast. If you want to visit iTunes or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcast, rate, review, subscribe, and even share the show. Helps me out. Leave me a little something like a little message about oregano or Domino's Pizza or how Papa John's is evil. Thanks for checking out Out of the Blank Podcast. You are now listening to Out of the Blank. 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 Welcome to another episode of Out of the Blank Podcast. I'm here with Mr. Chaz Smith. Hey there. Your name is literally one letter off, probably the best drummer in the world. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Chad Smith from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. That is, I don't, I, I, he looks like Will Ferrell if anybody ever seen it. Yep, I and I've seen that video with them playing together. Also, they're doing the drum off. Jimmy that, that was the best thing because like right when i discovered i was like did you ever notice that these people look exactly the same and then my mom was like no they don't and i showed her a picture she's like oh my god and then next thing you know they're on jimmy fallon all like going side by side where you couldn't really tell it was like did i just discover the secret to the universe like what? Yeah, exactly well Chaz, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself and if you want what do you do professionally all right well what i do actually professionally is that I work at the Founding Church of Scientology in Washington, D.C. And I'm a uh, supervisor or an instructor. Um, Basically, I help teach their religion. And then what I do on the side when I just started is I'm a podcaster for uh, Dungeon Tales. I have a really big question about your job. Scientology. Okay. Yep. Can you explain a little bit to me about it? Because I feel like everything I've heard about it has been on the opposite side of Scientology. Fair enough. Uh, I would say Scientology is basically like any other religion, except that it wasn't founded a very long time ago. It's, it's a way of life, and you, you learn how to do things or how to live life in different ways. And it, it believes, you know, that man is a spirit and that man as a spirit is immortal. And essentially that, um, yeah, and it basically just teaches you how you as a spirit relates to the world. It's the best way I could say it in my own words. More like kind of, well, I mean, it makes sense if you look at every single religion talks about the factor of like when we pass on the other side, it's Im- immortality. Like your soul is everlasting and this is just a vessel. So it makes sense. Right. But I just, I've heard on Scientology and I feel like people are listening or like, you're not asking what we want to know. I'm just like, I'm open-minded to every single religion. You're looking at an ordained minister of the United Church of Bacon. So like, I'm all about just trying to figure out like, what stuff is stay open-minded to things but like with Scientology like what made you want to decide to go down that route well for me personally my parents were Scientologists but I, I have to say even with that everybody sort of has to decide to be a Scientologist even if you're raised in it. and uh, 
for me, it was actually uh, just taking a look at some of what is taught and really seeing if it worked for me. And for me, I, I found that it did. Is it more about like the group kind of thinking, of, of, I guess you would say? I don't really know too much about Scientology. From what I heard, it's like Leah Remney's kind of went off about it and all these types of stuff. But like there's classes and everything. Is that true? Well, there's courses. There's, it's true. There's courses you can take and they're on all sorts of different subjects on life. You know, marriage, uh, people you should trust and, um, you know, how you can uh, restore connection for people and that sort of thing. I look at like today's world, like you see a lot of people that just don't have faith in anything. You know what I mean? It's like there's a large amount of the population, mostly millennials, that just don't have a belief in any religion. And I think it's just because not only there's there's so much to be out there to kind of believe, but it's like a lot of the times you find it when you're older, too. It seems like at a point in your life you lose it and then it just comes back around. Because if you look at Christianity or being Catholic, a lot of it went dark with like the church a little bit where it was like turning into this organization and you're like, I don't, I, I have questions. They're like, we don't like you get out. It's like, okay, I don't, I don't know what to do. It's why a lot of people worship at home. And I'm like, so it makes sense. I mean, I've talked to people that are atheists, people that are Mormon people that, and it's just like, I get it. You got to find out what you want to do. It just, I've never really found anything that clicked for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. So going off the Scientology thing, because that was a shocker I had to address. What about the podcast are we talking about here? Because you do something which I'm hoping you answer me correctly on this. And it's like D&D, but it's like a narr- like an audio book type thing. Yeah, it, it's like, uh, you know, we're, we're telling a story. And yes, we're playing Dungeons and Dragons, but at the same time, you know, as a group, we're creating this story, we're creating this narrative and seeing where it takes us. I love it how you said, yes, we're playing Dungeons and Dragons. Like, that's a crime. Like, it's like, if you notice, it's pretty popular now. I'm just saying that a lot of the stuff that you would consider lame, like this epic shirt I bought that says, uh, I'd rather play with my wiener, and it's a dog throwing a ball to a wiener dog. So, yeah, that seems like a stupid purchase. But in the long run, I don't regret it. Honestly, it was the best eight bucks I've ever spent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, what do you typically try and do though in the podcast? Like, oh, so give me. You try and create life events, or are you just kind of doing a normal D and D game, but then having it recorded where you're giving the narration and letting the audience in. You know, it, it's sort of a normal D and D game, and just having it recorded. But I, I, I like to think I, I try to reflect my own values and in, in the way I play the character, right? And so, so yeah, I mean, it's not scripted. It's, it's not anything. It's, you know, my brother is actually, he's dungeon master and he's the guy with the story in his head. Won't tell me a thing, no matter. I ask him, we live in the same place, (laughs) but, uh, uh, you know, and, and then I, I play Steve Erickson, the half elf fighter on the show. And, you know, and I basically, you know, I just do what I think Steve would do. What would Steve do? Exactly. What would Steve do? 
do you ever try and reflect that into your own life? Like sometimes they always say like, what would Jesus do? Or what would James Bond do? And I'm like, when I walk around some, like I, sometimes I like to create a quest in my head. Like the quest today is to get up out of bed and go to the store and then get some gas for your car. And then I feel like every interaction that tries to stop me from doing that is like a little challenge where I roll a little invisible dice in my head. And I'm like, if I hit 40, I'm going to take this left and I'm going to get gas now. But if I hit the 60, I get to go straight home because I'm lazy as shit and do not feel like getting out of my car to fill up for gas. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I can see that. You know, I I haven't asked that particular question myself. What would Steve do? But maybe it's something I should ask more often. You know, Steve is this nice big hero, and he does what he thinks is right no matter what, you know? Try and think of the people that step up in heroic situations, like if someone pulls a gun out in a store, and I try and think of what made them get the courage to do that. Like you always see the person in the movies, like, like shaking, and then suddenly they just go enough, and then they get up and go. I'm like, what was going through their head? What would Mister Rogers do? And then just toss themselves out in front of the gun. It's like, what? How did we get there? And it's like, if you look at your life more as like a video game which if you're talking to a lot of people, they would be like, it is a program simulation matrix type thing. And honestly, that's the best explanation I can give for deja vu. It feels like the system just glitched. And you're like, did that just fucking happen? Like that bird went backwards and then forwards again. Like I didn't know they could do that. But then um, you look at like every task, you know, if you create it in more of a fun interactive type game scenario, if you're a gamer, it makes it so much more interesting. Like if I take this road, I'll go to a life of doing this. And if I do this, I'll be fucking miserable. And it's like, which path do you choose? And then I like to envision somebody coming up with like a robot and like, which do you choose? And I'm like, well, I don't know what I want to do. I'm going to stand right here and just keep waiting at the loading screen until somebody gives me advice or someone comes up with the cheat code or I can fix it. Yeah, exactly. Where's the hint on the, uh, the bottom of the dialogue box there? So if we were going to give you the tools, though, to be able to craft out your own dungeon, what do you prefer? You know, that, that's that's a good question. Uh, here's the thing, because it, we're, we're talking about a dungeon, right? And dungeons have to be exciting, right? There's got to be some adventure involved, which means that there's got to be some danger involved, some risk, right? Can you imagine so, going to a dungeon with no danger or risk? Like you just show up and it's a bounce house. You're like, what the fuck? What? 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 Who picked the quest? Who picked the quest? You know, it'd be the most boring shit ever, right? That's the sort of shit that makes you quit being an adventurer. If you put the sword down, you're like, <laughs> no, you can't put the sword problem. down because you'll puncture the bounce house. You're then you're screwing everybody's day up. Uh, look, anybody that looks at that scenario, like there's no treasure there's no fire there's no spiders there's no stalagmites there's nothing dangerous here it's like it's a safety dungeon you go in there i bet you 20 bucks i could knock myself out in a bounce house if i tried hard enough <laughs> yeah if you tried hard enough i'm sure you could <laughs> just challenge accept it and go head first into the thing like oh god he's gonna do it yeah yeah exactly but do whatever create, you put your mind to. <laughs> creating a dungeon. How would me and you create the perfect quest? Well, let's. How do you even decide? Like before you start up a D and D game, because like I said before in past podcasts, I've never played, even though I know I would enjoy the hell out of it. How do you choose? Like, take me through the start. Like before you guys start recording, what are you guys doing? Okay, so 
before we started recording the first episode, um, we we created our characters and then we're like, okay, we're just going to take it from there. And we we actually we started with the the starter kit module that you can just buy and, and get. So if you've ever played that starter kit module, and for those of you that haven't, it, it starts off with your adventurers uh, being hired by uh, Gundren Rockseeker to just deliver some uh, cargo to Vandalin. And But on the way to Vandalin, you notice that these two horses that was carrying your boss and his bodyguard got are killed in the road. Their bodies are nowhere to be seen. And that's that's where you start. So we started there with the starter kit. And uh, where we currently are is completely off the starter kit. Because like uh, I was telling you, my brother's the, the dungeon master. And he's got so many ideas flowing around. And we're now on whatever path that he's he's got us on at the moment. Can you imagine if you had someone in your party that was like the scene from SpongeBob where they had the magic conch and just pulled the string? What should we do? Nothing. And you just sat there the whole time like, guys, you got to start the quest. It's like the, the conch told us to stay here. So whatever happens, happens. Next thing you know, Bob Barker comes out of the bushes with a giant check saying, you just won a billion gold coins. And you're like, oh, see what happens when you wait? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think my uh, buddy suggested to me I should be Dungeon Master one time or at least try and play the game because he said my ideas are so creative it would make it so much fun. But I'm like, I would end up trying to kill you guys intentionally. Like, I don't think I could part myself from being – because that's the hardest part about being a Dungeon Master is being impartial to the whole situation. If you just give yourself all the amazing loot and all the things, it's like, well, it's a game. I want to do something I can't do in my actual life, and that's win for a change. Like, come on now. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I think of it as dungeon master, not that I've been one myself, but you're sort of like the God of the universe. Right. So, and, and it's a game, so you want to make it interesting. So you, you give, you know, the good guys, some tools to do something and you give the evil guys motivation and some tools to do their thing. And you sort of just let it see how it plays out. And, uh, yeah, you might be rooting for the good guys, but, you know, it's you're also you're testing their resolve. You're seeing, you know, do they have what it takes to be the heroes that they say they, they are, you know? Have you thought about maybe reflecting it into a more modern day game? Like trying instead of – I know medieval stuff, that's always super fun. I like being like a mage in World of Warcraft. I'm a big RuneScape guy. I love playing all those games, uh, even though people are like, that's nerdy. It's like, no, it's not. It's fun. Have you ever made a drug deal on RuneScape? Okay, then shut the fuck up because it's pretty, it's pretty sketchy and it gets real at times. But if you look at like trying to turn it into modern day, I would love to see a D&D based on OJ's life. Where it's like, where what's the villain? Well, the motivation for the villain is somebody slept with his wife, and then it just goes downhill from there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I think once we're done with this particular arc of the story, we actually will move on to other things that take place in other worlds and other times. I would like to do a sort of modern time thing, and I'm thinking uh, like monster hunting a little bit, but it takes place in... Uh, present time situations 
now when we say monster hunting are we using the monsters from dungeons and dragons or are we going to be using more of like the ones we always hear about frankenstein dracula Wolver or why do i say wolverine imagine that werewolf that's what i meant yeah well hunting down wolverine would be quite <laughs> quite a thing to do <laughs> I'd be like, his, I keep killing him. He just, he just doesn't die. It's like I'll chop his head off. Well, I can't get that close to him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, one character will have to die in order to, to kill Wolverine. Uh, but uh, I'm actually, yeah, thinking of more traditional type monsters. Maybe even some of my own manufacturers, but you know, werewolves, vampires, that sort of thing. Have you thought about adding uh, voices into the podcast a little bit? I mean, it's an audio kind of book. You know, people are listening to it. I always love it about Dungeons and Dragons is when someone can go full into it and be like, act like, you know, do the voices of the bard, the shop owner, the blacksmith. I'm like, that's, it's, it's voice acting basically, but it's like in a funner way. You get to shoot the shit with your buddies and be like, somebody, there's a troll under the bridge. What does he sound like? You need 20 gold to paste this bridge. It's like, is he from Boston? I don't fucking know. Like, Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, to answer your question, yeah, I have thought about uh, putting other voices to it. Um, I, I don't know when we'd do that or how we'd do that right at the moment, but maybe at some point along the road, we'll, we'll have some other voices join in. Can you give me some voices? Okay. I know I what you're thinking. It. I know people are like, hey, you're throwing them on the spot. I'm like, I am. But for someone that plays this type of thing and someone that's kind of seems like they want to talk about it a little bit, I'm like, he's got – he's definitely tried it. I've done Christopher Walken while wiping my ass, so I know what it's like. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm not so good with impressions, but, okay, I, I'll, I'll try a few things here. All right. Uh, so, sometimes I'll, I'll break out a, a southern accent, you know. Talk a little slower, talk a little more country like. <laughs> yeah, you know? um, it makes me think of uh, what's that movie, uh, Blue State Varsity or whatever with the giant cowboy guy. You know, I don't think I've seen that one. Or, uh, oh, oh god, I can't remember it's something blue, but it's like uh, the giant cowboy guy is holding a pig in it on the we gonna cook up some barbecue night. It's like, oh, okay, there we go. That's the guy we always need in the group of redneck that knows how to cook. That's right. That's right. That's actually one of my favorite voices to do. <laughs> that redneck voice. Yeah. Go, Damon Willie. <laughs> could you sell me a tractor as a redneck? You see here, this is the, one of the finest tractors we got here down in the county. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, unbelievable. The horsepower on this thing. Goes up to about five mile an hour. It's right, five mile an hour. You ever seen uh, SpongeBob the movie uh, where they had the redneck sitting on the porch, and he's like, "What's that car take? Two dollars to the gallon?" <laughs> and starts slapping his freaking knee. That that opened up the world to what that side of the country really means to me. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I barely remember that part, but you know, I I just I love I love that voice for some reason. It's just it's just a great voice to do. Do you feel like you have the strength enough or talent enough? I would say I'm challenging you to be able to do that in a scene with me where I try an accent. Okay, yeah, let's try it out. So I have 
I like to do this thing where like, I like voice acting. I'm a big fan of it. I try and do like, um, when I'm at the, like, cause I work at a gym. I try and do like a nature documentary for my gym. Like here we have the urban weightlifter. And as the weightlifter slowly picks up, you know, the two pound dumbbell, he likes to flex over extensively into the mirror. And as he pounds his chest, like the gorillas of the great ape war, and then just keep on going and going and going. And people are like, can you stop doing that? I'm like, no, this is fun for me. This is how I get through the day. So the scene we're going to do is you're going to use your southern accent because redneck can kind of be offensive, okay? We're, we're not going to do that today. Um, I will do my UK accent, and then we try – let's have a cup of tea. You have a beer, I have a tea, and we got to figure out how to have this conversation. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. You got to start us off. You got, you're the southern guy. You guys come in like a man. Okay, okay. Well, shoot, you're having tea and I'm having a beer. I got, I got plenty of beer here. Why, why don't you get another beer? But it's only 5 a.m. Why are you drinking a beer at 5 a.m.? 5 a.m. <laughs> I, I got to be careful not to go British on you. Um, well, shoot, 5 a.m. I drink beer all day, all day, all night. Don't, it don't fucking matter. Yeah. yeah, but don't you worry about the hangover. You got to be able to function in life. Well, I function by having a beer. I can't function without one. To tell you the truth. <laughs> it's look. It is so difficult to be able to be around an accent and not slowly pick it up, like. I've worked with Irish people. I've worked with, you know, people of like Hispanic people, people that have like a really strong, thick accent where I've been the minority most of the time. And what's really weird about our brains is we like to pick up um, things around us to assimilate into our surroundings. It's a survival thing. So it's so hard to like have a conversation with somebody without picking up their accent. And they go, are you fucking copying me? You're like, what? You're like, why you have my accent? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what's happening right now. I don't know where I am. Yeah. You know, that, that brings me to a funny story. So I, I'm at a Whole Foods one time, right? And I'm getting ready to order. Everything happens at a Whole Foods. Exactly. That's that's where your greatest stories. No, just kidding. Um, so I'm at this Whole Foods, and there's this Australian guy who's in front of me ordering pizza, right? And uh, and he's saying something, and then he he looks at me, and he goes, "No, you go first. And I just started talking with an Australian accent, you know, without even trying, and and I go, "Well, shit." Uh, uh, now I've got to maintain this accent just to make sure that he doesn't know that I'm not like trying to fuck with him or something like that. So even though I never ordered a pizza in an Australian accent before, <laughs> I went on doing it. I just hear some guy, like if you mess up some dude in the background, like he's a phony. He's a fucking phony. Like, that's not his accent. It's like, that's like, I've been in that situation. I used to play a game where I would walk into a store with my friends and I'd be like, we're going to play an accent game. They're like, what? I'm like, you have to talk with an accent the whole time. So I would go up to the cash register, be like, hey, go, here's $2. And then I give them to the thing and I would start doing this random accent. And um, halfway through, I would lose it. And then like, they're like, what happened to your accent? I'm like, what? What accent? And they're like, were you faking the whole entire time? And you just this wave of embarrassment like your eighth grade prom that you asked out and she said no 
like it's just that cringe like oh god i'm a fan. Yeah, exactly he's like i chose to roll i've got to stick with it <laughs> you know <laughs> um yeah uh, trust me i i completely understand what would you say is like the funnest part about like playing dungeons and dragons with your friends like what do you do you have like a certain memory or a certain moment where it's like yeah this is like you know good times it, you know i think um at least for me i love playing off the others right because you know we're, we're cracking jokes all the time and then we we just get a bit going something you know it it's what i love most about like sort of improv comedy it, it's created right there on the spot and that's sort of what led me to wanting to create this podcast in the first place so i, I always love shows like whose line is it anyway and and that sort of thing and it it's just pure creation right at the moment in time you know and so I, i'd have to say that's my favorite part probably one of my all-time favorite shows is whose line is it anyway like scenes from a hat colin mockery is probably the best on there and especially like when you see the newer episodes that they did for a while i think like a few years ago where they were older it kind of hurt because i was like oh so used to seeing them like back in like the day but then like they're even funnier because now they're the, you can see the filter of comedy change like before it was like the you know they're doing the news report it goes i am large wiener and that used to be like the news anchor name or whatever but that was like that that was the joke and everybody would laugh and then you see the comedy now is like she beat me with chains and whips and i liked it it's like oh my god you get to see the whole shift like the sensor bar shifted and then it's weird because if you look at um the 2008 movie don't mess with the zohan that is a fucking great movie but it couldn't be played today because if you really watch that, you're like, wow, they said fag 30 times in the first five minutes. Like there's no censor at all. Like this is not a movie that would be, you know, it'd be canceled pretty quick, but like you, everything was crazy about that movie. It was like racism, but it was them joking. It was so ridiculous. You couldn't, you had to laugh at it. That's the thing. It was so stereotypical, but like, that was like a more peaceful time, it seemed like, where you could just have fun and joke and people knew you were joking rather than like, I'm going to cancel this because you don't believe I can be, you know, an alien from outer space. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. I can't. Yeah, ex exactly. I, I sort of miss those times, you know, when people weren't so offended by everything. Because hey, I, I like to think about it, you know, yes, there's serious things about the world and whatnot, but if you can't laugh about it, you know, you know why why even bother you know it like yeah i mean that's 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 why people turn to video games and like playing dungeons and dragons it's not a bad thing it's just the world gets to be a fucking lot sometimes and it's really hard to have like a joke or you know have a conversation without turning into an argument like i know for instance the first minute i asked about scientology you were probably like oh god where's this gonna go but it's like no just have a conversation. Nothing needs to be an argument. Nothing needs to be this. Nothing needs to be everybody shoving their opinion in each other's face. Just fucking talk. Exactly. To exactly. And, you know, and that's really the key. You know, we keep that communication line open and just are willing to communicate it until, you know, whatever blow up is resolved. We actually really had the patience to do that. I, I think we'd be a lot farther in the world than we are right now. Have you seen any like, um, things that you feel like could be fixed like with the world a little bit like i feel like if more people 
you know, I, it's great. People are starting podcasts. It really is. But it's like, everybody's doing it for like the wrong reason. I feel like, like nobody's doing it just to have fun. Everybody's doing it to become like famous or worry about listeners or get money. I'm like, have fun with it. That's what it's meant to be. Because like, you know, like for instance, for your podcast, when people are listening to it, they're hearing friends have fun over Dungeons and Dragons. They're not hearing it for like, well, now we're sponsored by Manscapes, where you can shave your body parts in a way that's more comfortable and the best lawnmower clipping device for your pubes. It's like, nobody's hearing that. We're just hearing you guys have fun. And that's, you know, sort of what I wanted to bring with my podcast too, is just, let's just emphasize the fun, you know? Like one of my main purposes in life, I would say, is just that, help people enjoy the little things in life to laugh. You know, it's ever since I was young, I I've always loved making people laugh. It's, and I'm not, I'm not even saying I'm the most funniest guy or something like that, but I, it's just one of those things I like to do. I think everybody likes to do it. Yeah. I mean, who wants to be serious 24 seven, unless you're like Jack Nicholson, but I feel like even his joking, just comes off as serious because you would know when he's joking about drugs, he's probably actually done the thing he's joking about. It's true. Yeah. I mean, sometimes <laughs> it can get a little sarcastic or sardonic, but you know, I, I, I think, uh, you know, as long as you're going about it with the right viewpoint, you know, it's, you know, laughter, it's, it's, if you think about it, it's sort of a rejection, right? You're, you're, hearing a scene that's not quite right. And if you can laugh about it, then you can go, well, that's not the way it's supposed to be. And it, I, I think it just, it helps. It just helps people to be able to see differences. You know, we, we present things that are definitely not ideal scenes, but they're hilarious. And if you can laugh about it, then you can, you can see that you can see the difference. And maybe you can even decide to do something to make it better. I don't know. Have you ever thought about doing improv comedy? It seems like you'd be pretty good at it with just being able to kind of jump on the spot. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I've thought about it. I, I haven't, but I have thought about it. And uh, I, maybe it's something I'll do in the future. What's, uh, keeping, what's the biggest thing keeping you from it? Uh, you know, I, I, I guess... The biggest thing is I haven't really had any formal training. And then, you know, I think everybody has their own fears and doubts on whether or not they could actually do it. Uh, and th- this podcast, I guess, would be like my, my stepping stone. It's because not, not only do I like to make people laugh, but I also like to write stories. And it, I, I felt like this podcast with Dungeons and Dragons was just the perfect combination writing a story but it's also something that can be funny and will make people laugh and and it's basically improv do you um feel like with writing stories for instance because i feel like spinning a tale is always like the fun thing like being able to kind of come up on the spot with random ideas and stuff do you pull inspiration or you ever think about maybe writing like a book like some of the best books I've ever read were like the Percy Jackson series. I mean, I know people talk about like that's based off Greek mythology. Yeah, but that's the fun of it. It's a little bit of fantasy mixed with a little bit of what people used to believe at one point. And it's like, it's cool to see those types of things, to hear storylines and stuff. And honestly, like writing is 
a, a really, really good form of therapy. Like I'll do a little bit of poetry here and there. You know, I don't like to really go off and talk about it because it's not as seen as manly, but to make somebody shake or make somebody visualize something, not only with words, but like an experience that's coming from your mind is pretty powerful. Yeah, definitely. And I, I've actually, I've written some short stories and, and whatnot. And I, I think one of these days when I, I really get down to it and give myself enough time, I'll, I'll get a, a novel written at some point. Because I, I definitely have plenty of ideas. I've got notes for different stories that I thought of. You know, whatever gives me inspiration, I go, oh, good. That, that would be a good story idea. And I, I write it down. And, and it's just something that I, I guess that's the other thing. It's like just the discipline of sitting down and actually getting it done. You know, because you. Well, once you do the first like story, the easiest thing you could do is post it on social media and just have like your tag or watermark on it. And the coolest part about that is like, I know so many people that won't put their real account name on their page or they will, but it's so they can get their name out there and people discover their stuff and really love it. So it's still their stuff and they can get it out there, but the nervousness is gone. Like you don't have to worry about, you know, saying it in front of a crowd. Like when you're doing improv, you got to stand in front of a bunch of people. My biggest anxiety growing up was trying to get in front of the crowd. I could be the class clown in the back and crack jokes here and there and do that. But once you put me at the front of the class, I'm like, whoa, like when I get nervous, you'll see me start doing this with my hands. And then like, I one time was given a speech, like before I hit college, college is where I just lost it all. I think my cousin at one point was just like, why do you care what people think of you if you're not going to see them for more than a couple of minutes? And I was like, that makes sense. Like, why am I so worried about what other people think? But that's just society. But going through school and everything, like I was in the middle of a speech one time and I like stopped and I was like, uh, uh, and I started stuttering. And then like everyone was staring at me and it was real silent. Everybody's watching it. And then my, like, I just immediately put my hands on my head. Like, I don't know where I was. And it's like, that feeling was so fucking terrible. But then once I got to college, we had to do a um, oral communication class, which is speech class. And we all had to devise our own improv little speech on whatever product we wanted to sell to people. And everybody picked like, I want to do an irrigation system that'll help clean the waters, but also reduce pollution. And then I come at it with like, I'm going to do one about Hot Pockets. So like, what? And that day, I mean, I spent like a couple of weeks writing this long thing. I left all my notes at home. So I had to improv the speech and I just walked up and I was like, let me tell you about hot pockets. I'm going to teach you the best way to cook them without it being hot on the super hot on the outside and super fucking cold on the inside. We're going to pick a side here. Okay. We're either going to go super hot or you're eating it raw right out of the freezer. And it was, it killed. Everyone loved it. Everyone was joking and they said it was one of the best speeches, but my teacher gave me a D because she said that it, I was joking with it. And I said, but isn't that the point? Like, isn't the point to be able to sell something? And it seems like the best way to sell things is through laughter, is through, you know, that's the best way to soak up information. You know, I, I actually agree. Yeah, that's, and it sounds like, I love it. You said actually agree. Like everything else has just been like, I don't fucking agree with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I couldn't quite mean it like that, but yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, if I was your teacher, I, I think I probably would have given you an A on that. It sounds like uh, you're quite a natural salesman. You know, you knew everything there was about Hot Pockets. You could sell it. 
I did. And I had a slideshow too. And it had a few pictures of Kate Upton. That's all it was. Like everyone had like really educational like charts and shit. And I just found a commercial of Kate Upton and Snoop Dogg eating Hot Pockets. And I was like, toss all this up on the screen and I don't even need to talk. I can just let this thing go. Uh, that's awesome. And then I had to do a, another improv speech was like, it was a repellent to like get kids to stop eating like just random small objects. And it was bug spray that I found in my house was the object and I just taped something over it. And my buddy's like, yeah, I'm like, can I see that food you have there? And he's eating like a cookie and I grabbed it and I sprayed it as, and I didn't mean to, but I actually did it. I was just in the moment. And I'm like, try and eat that. And then he brings it up. He goes, dude, it's bug spray. And I'm like, just try and eat it. You're going to ruin my speech. Like you're going to die. And I need to get an A on this project. And it's like, and like the, the, you saw the teacher in the background, just freaking out. Like, no, don't let him eat that. And I'm just like, what? I got to sell the product. And if I can't sell the product, it's because he's not going to test it. Yeah. I don't think yeah. a lot of my ideas through, I just kind of pop in there and see what sticks. You know, I, I, I sort of like that mentality. It's you, you, you get an idea, you just live with it and you, you see where it takes. You, you know, well, how, how many people out in this world really that took a turn when COVID happened to start trying something they've lacked doing for so long? Like if we were going to talk about the benefits of this whole shutdown thing, what would you say changed about you that you enjoy? Well, you know, I, I think it's like a. I guess I got this opportunity where I was like, okay, maybe the world is ending here. Maybe it's not. It's Avengers ending. Well, yeah, exactly. Might as well live my life the way that I want to. So I, I jumped at it. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to create this podcast. We're, we're going to do this. We're going to see how it goes. It's either going to be good or it's going to be really bad, but I'm just going to have fun with it. See, see how it goes. And I, I guess more and more in my life as I've been getting older that I, I've just been going, okay, you know, it's, you know, it's time to just step up and live up to what I want to do. There's like, what's stopping me? There's nothing really, you know, I just got to set my mind to it and do it. It feels like for so long people live in fear of like this way of people are going to look at us. And it's like, what are we worried about people that, you know, say something and it's so hard because you want to be liked by everyone. But then like, I remember so many times through school, I was all about wanting to be funny, wanting to be liked and so worried about doing anything if it was going to make me look bad or do something. And then like, I got out of high school and I was like, why did I care so much when I don't even see these people at all? Like at all. Yeah, exactly. It's the Johnny Depp, you want to have Johnny Depp money and you want to have sweatpants confidence where you can go to the store in your sweatpants and not give two shits. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and I, I feel like every day I get closer and closer to having that level of confidence and it, it comes from taking risks, just being like, you know what, this is something I've always wanted to do. Let's just fucking do it. Okay. You know? I had a random question that goes off of do whatever you want to do. You know, it's, if this is what you want to do, then just do it. Have you ever seen the show Breaking Bad? You know, I, I haven't, but I've heard it's really good. I was about to say, when you see him get away with cooking so much meth, it makes you kind of want to start selling drugs just to make that type of money. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I know what you mean. That was like the main thing I was like watching and I was like, should I just go back to school to my old chemistry teacher and see if he's willing to start, uh, you know, making a drug of a not so good variety? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I see that some people have had that idea and are currently doing it today, you know. <laughs> have, you, have you ever, all right, any movie, any song, or no, let's just stick with movies then. Any movie that you feel like you would love to live in? Oh, you know, it's, it's a good question. And I definitely, when I've watched movies, I've been like, oh yeah, I would want to live that. But when you ask that, any answer to that question completely fled from my mind. <laughs> but let's, let's see if I can come up with one. Um, it's a tough question. It is a tough question. You know, I have to say that the first, the first movie that actually came to my mind, um, uh, and I'll have to see if I can come up with a good reason for this. It was uh, Hancock, you know, with Will Smith. The best, that dude, that is like the, that is one of the best superhero movies, I would say. Mostly because I, that guy should be a character. Just watching the rise and the fall. I saw that in theaters with my dad. And when the dude shoved the guy's head up the other guy's ass, my dad was like, whoa, I did not expect that happening. I was like, dude, I'm like 10. Like, what are we doing right now? Like, I shouldn't be watching this. He goes, don't tell your mom, but that was fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a great movie. One of my favorites. Do you like um, the twist that the girl was, spoiler alert for anybody that hasn't seen it, but the girl was like they were in a relationship, but he forgotten because of the night he, they got jumped in the alleyway? Yeah. You know, I wasn't expecting that at all. And then I was like, oh, shit, this takes the story a whole new place. Yeah, once she freaking tossed him out of the house and ripped through half of the house and she's like, oh, Hancock sneezed. I was like, bullshit. <laughs> I sneeze. The one th part about the movie I didn't like, which gave me an extreme amount of anxiety, was the part where they had Nancy Grace on there. You remember Nancy Grace? You know, I, I actually don't. Are you um, telling me they smoke marijuana cookies? She's like on the news. She's got this like the 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 weird ass lemon head haircut. And I'm like, I remember growing up and that was playing downstairs so much where now when I hear the back of my neck hair stand up and I'm like, this son of a bitch, like who can be that hateful? I get it. You should do your whole podcast as Nancy Grace. That's your next challenge. Go into public sounding like Nancy Grace. <laughs> All right. I, I have to try that out. Are you telling me gas is $2.99? It's like Southern, but you just got to put a, like a whiny pitch in it, like Jerry Seinfeld. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Are you telling me this is what I have to do? Round of applause, bravissimo, or bravissimo. That was freaking amazing. Dude, that accent is priceless. If I yeah. don't hear that on your next episode, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe not my next episode, but the next one I record, because I, I've got a few of these pre-recorded pre already. Do you try uh, and pre-record just in case you guys aren't going to be around, or do you just do one recording, but then just split it up into different episodes? Uh, basically, uh, we we actually 
do multiple recordings, but we'll do, we'll usually record two episodes in a day, like on a Saturday or something like that. And it, it is just in case, you know, one of us has to go on business and travel somewhere or something like that. Um, and, you know, just, just in case, it, it, just want to have enough content preloaded as possible so we can keep it coming pretty steadily, you know? Is there anything you want to incorporate adding to? Because, I mean, you have a few posts on your Instagram page, but, like, are you trying to, like, maybe bring in more of, like, an audience-type thing, like certain scenarios they can toss in to make it more incorporative to, like, the crowd, or you just kind of want to keep it between you guys? Well, you know, well, we do do some character incorporation. Um, like, people who have donated to the show, we've made characters out of them, people that are tweeting out our podcast and really getting it out there. We're making them into characters. And actually, if uh, people email the same email I gave you, dungeontales4 at gmail.com, they can submit items to to us, you know, ones that they've made up and whatnot. And uh, our dungeon master will decide whether or not they get put into the show. And these will be items that our characters will be able to buy or find or, or something like that i'm gonna throw one at you that is probably going to be rejected for the show but i still want to fight for it if i can get it submitted so i want nunchucks but instead of nunchucks they're dildos just tied by a chain all right well i'll pass on your submission and then i want a swiss army knife but with the swiss army knife is all the unessential tools that you need like your toenail clipper and you know, none of the sharp, not like a spoon, but the spoon is broken. So then you're like, what's the point of this? And then it's a car finder on your Swiss Army knife. And you're like, there's not even cars in this time period. So you're like, what the hell? Like, I have a useless item, which plays later into the game, turns out to be one of the most useful. You know, I, I, I like that idea a lot, actually. Uh, I'll have to fight for that one, particularly. <laughs> That's every – are you sure you don't want to go with the nunchuck dildos? Well, I mean, it's pretty great, but, you know, I actually like the uh, the Swiss Army knife with the non-essential item. I, yeah, I like that type of shit. You know, they, you know, particularly when you have characters that are, like, the sidekicks or something like that, and they, they, have, to, they have to save it all, like Sky High, you know? You, oh my God, I can't believe you just mentioned that movie because I literally just did a podcast earlier today with, um, I mentioned that about superheroes. I was like, if people became superheroes, like if there were superheroes started becoming more like, you know, there's the regular people, and there's people with like a mutant power or something, would it turn into a separate high school? And then you feel like that would even increase the anxiety even more because like you look at like gym class, how hard was it to play dodgeball normally? Imagine if one dude could turn into a giant fucking rock and throw a dodgeball at your head and all you could do is glow in the dark. Yeah, it, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> would it break you like a glow stick where you're like crack and then the light just comes on? <laughs> <laughs> Although, you know, the lights have to be off in order for them to see. <laughs> so if you could have a superpower, what would it be? Yeah, this, this is a good question. And I, I actually have two different answers to this. One would be flight, just because that's awesome. Who doesn't want to fucking fly, you know? Okay, the only time you can fly is if you're inside. Okay, less awesome. Like, a lot less <laughs> awesome. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, you know, I'll take what I can get. Um, and 
the other one, and this one I know is an OP power, but still I'd like to have it. It's it would be the idea of being able to create a superpower and then gift it to somebody, right? And and I I would say uh, what it would be is you know you couldn't gift yourself with any powers, so you're essentially normal except you can give other people powers, and and they always have like a flaw to them that you can't predict yourself. I like that with the flaw idea. I feel like that's a good movie scenario where it's like you can get a power, but then it's like if I, you know, I so many times as a little kid, I always wished for superpowers. And I was like, if God gave me a superpower and I was like, if it was flight, he'd probably make it so I could only fly inside. So I would just be like bashing up against the roof the whole time. But then it's like invisibility. The only time you can be invisible is if nobody's looking at you. It's like, well, then what the fuck is the point of the power? Like, you know what I mean? So that's a that's a good answer, dude. Yeah, gifting a power though, but that is kind of OP. I feel like so many people are like, I want to read somebody's mind. I'm like, have you ever seen the movie with Mel Gibson, What Women Want? And it's like everybody's thoughts going into your head. I'm like, I don't think I can handle my own as well as somebody else's talking about, I can't believe these shoes don't match my purse. I'm like, oh, no freaking <laughs> way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's one power I've actually never considered actually wanting, though I do admit it would be useful to read some people's minds at some points, you know, but um, yeah, yeah, you, you always get the situation where there's too many voices going on at one time, or you're listening in onto something you don't want to hear whatsoever. It's like you're freaking sitting there, and then your parents are like, you hear a thought, like where they're like, uh, you know, one person's like, can't wait to do her tonight. And you're just like, look over at your dad, like, what? And then the mom's like, little does he know I'm cheating on him with our neighbor. And you're like, oh, my God, I hate my superpowers. Like, this is the worst dinner ever. And we're eating meatloaf. Who the fuck eats meatloaf? And then it's like, just like, it goes off onto a whole other thing. Exactly. So I, I'd say if, you know, if there was any timeline in the past where we ever did have superpowers, those are the exact reasons why we decided not to have them anymore. <laughs> it's like, you, yeah. can have, you can have these back. It's like, this is a gift that doesn't get returned. It's like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't want it. I don't want the meatloaf. I'm tired of having it every single, who eats meatloaf? I literally, would you eat a meatloaf over anything else? Not over anything else. That's for sure. What, what's your, what's your, uh go-to meal i would say like you, you got to have something during your guys gameplay that you guys bring in snacks or somebody has like a treat they get from like a wawa or gas station right yeah um you know i i really like chips and i generally go with the hint of lime to mosquitoes no freaking way i had those this morning i swear to you i'll send you a picture of a bag that is in my pantry of the hint of lime i don't know how they do it dude it's like they have this texture where it's like, I don't know, It's it feels like the bottom of a pizza, like that's whatever that is, that kind of like yeast a little bit, but it's like on the chip. And it's like, not so much like Doritos, like, you know, when you get all the flavoring on your hands, you're like, what the fuck is this? But this has just that literally that hint of lime where you bite into it and it feels like you just squeeze a little tiny dab of lime juice on you. Yeah, it's just that, that perfect amount of lime on the chip right there. Oh Mine is pizza combos. Oh, yeah. It's been a while since I've had those, but yeah, they're good. Whenever I, if I play Monopoly, I got to have a bag of pizza combos because I'm like, this is the 
way I want to literally make my parents bankrupt by playing Monopoly and eating pizza combos while I do it. That's perfect way right there. I think we've narrowed down a pretty much every single topic I can think of at this moment. But Chaz, thank you so much for doing the podcast, man. Please promote the show, promote where people can find you on Instagram and everything and all your links. I definitely will. It was nice talking to you, man. That's This is where you promote the show. Okay. <laughs> I've had it happen before, so don't feel bad. People have sat there like, thank you, man. Thank you. I will. I will. And I'm like, no, this is the part where you say your lines. I know. I got you, man. Thank you. Thank you. It's like, okay. That's right. So, um, okay. So, yeah, Dungeon Tales. Definitely listen to the podcast, Dungeon Tales by Lazy Boy Studios. It's the name that we're going with right now. And, um, dude, it's, you know, it's a half-elf fighter. You got a fire genocide sorcerer and a human ranger. And here we up and we team up in fighting against goblins, mostly. I, I, actually, in uh, the first episode, uh, Steve, my character, starts calling himself Steve the Goblin Player because he's killed so many fucking goblins. And I've killed too many. I can't even count on my hands anymore. What have you killed? I've killed 11. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. 11 goblins must make me a goblin slayer. Goblin slayer. Well, dude, I appreciate you, Chaz, for doing the podcast. I'll make sure I link everything in the description so people listening can find it. And why Dungeon Tales? Because it makes me think of Dragon Tales. You know, it's funny because it was just before recording the first episode. We're like, okay, so before we get started, we need a name for this, right? And we were trying to think up of a good one, and it just, I don't know, Dungeon Tales. We landed on that. It was the best idea we could think of at the time. And you're right. It, it does sort of have that, that Dragon Tales thing where we made a joke of using the same song, but, you know, adding in Dungeon. Dungeon Tales, Dungeon Tales. That's awesome. I'm still fighting for the double dildo, though, Numchucks. Okay. Let the fight be strong. <laughs> That's what I call a swing and a miss, people. It's like, who wants to be a millionaire when you choose the answer? And the guy's like, it's wrong. And I kept hinting it was C, but you picked D anyway. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode out of the blank podcast and stay tuned for our next episode.